Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Off the Woodwork podcast, episode 14. I'm Matt Perry. I'm joined by Anthony Milton and Stephen Hall. Uh, Hello, we've guys. had. Hi. Uh, um, <laughs> we've had pretty much every first round of fixtures, apart from Man United and Man City, who have somehow sneakily been left off. And of course, we've got Chelsea tonight. Um, I guess Pogba's got up. their own resume. That's what they're called. Yeah. Yeah. Paul um, Paul. So um, there's that. And obviously, we've already made our predictions for the Chelsea Brighton game tonight and the Sheffield United versus Brighton game as well. Wolves. But, Wolves. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've got the predictions for them. Um, we obviously haven't seen the games yet. We're hoping Chelsea will win, start off really well. Werner and Pulisic to score. Hopefully a few cards and I can make a nice little bet, 365 bet, going, little request a bet. Uh, but yeah, apart from that, we'll be going over some of the fixtures from the first round in the Premier League. And then, of course, we'll be making our predictions for the upcoming fixtures this week, which are pretty tasty, actually. I'm looking at some of them and I'm thinking, mm-hmm. I haven't seen Sheffield play yet, so we don't know what they're going to be like. Yeah, they've got a baptism by fire with them, Wolves, but yeah, we'll see how they cope. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. Um, but firstly, we'll uh, talk about the, the games from the last week. So let's start with, I guess we'll start with the first game that happened. Arsenal versus Fulham finished 3-0. Do we, do we want to know how everyone did in the predictions so far? Or should we, we say do. that before we give our next week's predictions? Or... I, I'm happy with either, guys. No, I'll tell you what. No, tell me now. Screw it. Okay. Cool. So, yeah. it's, bear in mind there's only been a few games. It's pretty close, to be fair, right now. Um, in third place is Matthew Perry with three I've points. I've got that bit. <laughs> in second place with four points is myself. And leading the pack with five points is Stephen Hall. Oh, right. Okay. So, that's, we've all done pretty so, terribly. I, I, I was thinking, guys, because of the fact it's 38 weeks by the point, I guess, of 38 weeks, there might be such a gap that we're, it doesn't really matter at that point. I'm not even talking to you in 38 weeks. No, but what I mean is maybe <laughs> we do it either weekly or monthly. So we have like a who wins this month or who wins like this week kind of thing. Keeps it the sense of competition around. I mean, you can the, do. You can do each month in it overall. Boys, <laughs> we, saw, we, saw, we saw it with the last... Um, with, the, with the lockdown predictions that by the end of it, Matt, you were like 30 points behind... That's so, true. what means it kind of took it out for you a bit, and yeah. it's probably going to be even larger gaps between the three of us come at the end. So, I see they do it weekly or monthly. Up. Yeah, no, monthly. we can do monthly. Yeah. yeah, gives it a bit of extra kick. Yeah, monthly. Okay. So maybe like every four game weeks. So that yeah. was game week one. Then do. Okay. Well, or do we can just oh, do yeah. the first podcast of the new month. So whenever we go into a new month we, on that podcast, we can do it then. Okay, so we'll do it now till start of October. Yeah, okay. the first podcast in October will count. Okay, months. excellent, guys. Okay, we'll do that. Um, yeah, so pretty tight so far, I suppose. I mean, when you said I had three points, I got a bit worried, but then four or five. Okay, so it's been a pretty bad week for predictions. In the yeah, first the only one who got something bang on was Stephen with the game we're about to discuss. He got uh, 3-0. He predicted Arsenal to win, and they did. Yeah, um, so let's talk about it. Arsenal versus Fulham, 3-0. Um, I watched the whole game. I thought Fulham were absolutely just out of their depth, weren't they? Well, it's just the same old story. Fulham just can't defend. They couldn't defend when they were last in the Premier League. They can't defend now. I, I thought it was tough, though. I mean, I, I was looking at that Fulham team and I'm thinking, that just isn't a Premier League side, is it? No, it's really not. Like I say, Fulham haven't done the right recruitment. 
they've got they've got a decent man up front, but their defense is just going to get eaten alive, especially against the t- bigger teams in the league. Uh, Arsenal yeah. looked great. Admit, like you say, clean sheet, but they had a bit of shortage defending at the start. You yeah. know, a couple I've, of wayward I've, back I've, passes, but yeah, I suppose this is probably the. If Arsenal could choose anybody to play in the first game of the season, I think Fulham would Start off with a strong win. 3-0 win. Um, yeah. I think Arsenal have got a couple of interests. They've got West Ham next week, and then they've got Liverpool the week afterwards. So they've, they've got, they can build a bit of momentum going into that uh, third game, which will be the game, which is where we'll really see if Arsenal are back yeah. to being like top five aiming for Champions League. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I've, I, you'd expect them to beat West Ham comfortably at the moment. West Ham are looking, like I say, West Ham on paper Relegation should be doing bandits. better. They should be doing better, but apparently there's a lot of unrest there. A lot of the players and the um, manager and the board, there's just so much going on at West Ham right now. Well, um, who called it? That's all I'm going to say. But, who so, who was the standout for you then, Matt, for Arsenal? I don't know who you want me to say. I don't want to say it. <laughs> um, because he got three assists, which is an absolute piss take. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, I think the standout for me. Okay, okay. Let, let's get him out of the way first. Okay, Willian. Yeah, he got three assists. The biggest peak take is that he actually got an assist from a corner, and yet alone, little alone when he was at Chelsea, he couldn't even beat the first man for a corner. So uh, it's a bit annoying. Uh, but I, th- I, I think the standout for me has got to be Aubameyang. I just think, um, yeah, like, like Stephen said before, um, it was a very big deal that they managed to sign, uh, keep keep him signed on. And he, he hasn't resigned just yet, hasn't he? They, they, they've said, they say he will, but he hasn't officially. Yeah, um, but I mean... He, he if he stays, well if he stays, Arsenal are definitely, in my opinion, uh, in Europe next year. Don't think Champions League, but I do think they are building that way. Yeah, um, I, it's, I think it'll be a complete different team with Aubameyang not in it at the moment. Yeah, I think they have to be careful though, because if they can't resign him, they need to start planning now. Because yeah. if he goes, Arsenal plummet down the table. Because Lacazette is not good enough to lead the front line. Yeah, um, I mean that, that that was an Arsenal team that did it even. Um, I don't think Saka even played, did he? I don't know. I can't actually and, remember. And I'd, I'd I'd argue he he was coming into his own at the end of the last season. Yeah. And for William to come in straight away, be a starting player, which I assumed he would be. Um, it kind of shows that maybe they're starting to get a nice little team together, Arsenal. Yeah. What do you think, Hello? Stephen? What are your thoughts Hello? on Arsenal? Aubameyang and Willian, it's because they are, they're both over 30 now. So, yeah, they're going to be good for the short term, but Arsenal have got to bring in some young players. Obviously, they've got Pepe on the right, but on the left, I guess, Saka. But I don't think he's got that same attacking threat that Aubameyang has. I think he's more of a supportive winger, more than an attacking winger. Cool. So maybe they need to look to bring in a long-term replacement for Aubameyang. Well, remember, they've also got Martinelli. Martinelli is a very oh, yeah. good young player. I forgot. I completely forgot about Martinelli. Actually, I think that yeah. yeah I, think I mean, he hasn't played as much, time. but um, it's 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 interesting pointing out that they've still got him available. I mean, he looked good against Chelsea last season, but um, he didn't seem to play as much at the end of the season, did he? Yeah. This is. I will say though, in the last since the restart, since they lost to Man City, um, since the restart, and into this season now, Arsenal are looking much better than they have in the last few years I want to say since even like before Wenger went I do wonder how much of it is just due to the players starting to gel or if it's Arteta's influence like I do wonder how much of it is down to him because like you say you do see the fact they have wet, they have become better while he's there yeah and I mean it, 
yeah it's it's tough it's it's early days at the end of the day um because this is a this is a typical Arsenal thing to do they'll 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 beat the teams lower in the division they normally do um i don't think we'll be able to really tell until they cut off against the top dogs come yeah i also i also think um arsenal like say there's a few teams i think will do this um they they have great like starts or great like periods but they're not consistent and i think arsenal and like I say, there's a few other teams, Spurs. I, I think teams like Chelsea United might face it as well. Um, yeah. Well, they've also Liverpool, Man City could could as well. They probably will. Where consistency is going to be the big battle. Can they do it week in, week out? When, when they're playing badly. Yeah. Um, when against teams, like not drop points where they shouldn't drop points. We've seen it with all of the teams we know that where they'll lose to someone very silly where, yeah. who they should be beating. And I think we'll have to see with Arsenal because... Emery's first season, they started off quite well as well, I believe, and then they just yeah, that is true. dropped. Yeah, um, um, yeah, it, yeah. It depends on the mentality of the players as well. Um, so it'll be interesting. Arguably, are, they're in a, they're in a place now where they they haven't been for about ten or so years. To be honest, yeah, it could be. But start we, quite nice. I think we are all pretty confident in our predictions that Fulham are going down, especially after that game. Oh, I just don't think. Yeah, I just don't yeah, think no, they've got it. I mean, yeah. Again, let's not get carried away. It's the first game of the season, but yeah, Fulham, of course. Just they, they, then they. That is not a team, in my opinion. That's a Premier League team. Yeah. I mean, maybe you could argue if any of their players is a Premier League player, Mitrovic maybe is a second choice for somebody, but he's the only one I, that immediately comes to mind for me that is Premier League. Yeah. All I can say is Fulham were very lucky that Brentford absolutely fell off a cliff at the end of the season because I think if Brentford maintained their form that they had. I don't think they would have won that playoff final, to be honest. No, I'd agree. I, d- I don't think that. I don't think either team were good enough, really. But yeah, but for them, bless you. Thank you. I mean, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't even look that good in the championship. I think it's just that Mitrovic, his physicality is more. You can get away with him on the championship, I think, because it's a much kind of. I don't want to say rougher, but it's a much more physical game yeah. in the championship compared to the Premier League, which is saying something because the Premier League is yeah, quite physical as well. It's a long out season. So, will we move on to the Everton Spurs game next? Because I feel that the, the game of the weekend we should leave to last because a lot happened in that game. But, Absolutely. yeah, what were your thoughts on the Everton Spurs game, both of you? Um, yeah, I mean, so I came into the Premier League season and, again, for me, the team that I really don't have a clue how they're going to finish is Spurs. Um, if I'm going by this game, it's not looking too promising. Um, hmm. And the next game could be a, they, they, they could struggle with as well. Um, so, but... Not just how Spurs play, but Everton were starting to look like a pretty good team, to be honest. That team's kind of gelled together quite quickly, especially that midfield. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think Everton... Because Everton. Everton were one of the top teams in England for quite a while. They were always there or thereabouts. Like, then they've kind of fallen off since the Premier League became... Since the Premier League started. And now we're finally starting to see... Because Everton have all, are one of the big teams in the Premier League, right? They've been there since the start, never relegated... They are one of the big teams in England, but they've always struggled. They've always failed to impress. And now I think we are starting to see an Everton team that can build towards something. They've got a good pairing up front with Carlson and Calvert-Lewin. We saw mm-hmm. plenty from both this game. That was a lovely they, header from Calvert-Lewin. Yeah, they've built the midfield. My The only area I think Everton really do need to improve on. Centre-back. Massively, yeah. Centre-back, yeah. absolutely. That, that that is the big thing at the moment. I, I, I'm I'm not convinced on Keane, Mina, nah. Um, nah. I remember him when he was in the World Cup, obviously. With um, yeah, uh, 
um, yeah, I, I don't know. If they could get another centre-back in, then potentially it could be quite a good team they got there. Yeah. Um, Pick, Pickford, you know, he, he has his mistakes, but he, one thing I'll give Pickford credit for is that he's a leader. And he, does, he, he, he pulled does. off a good save to Zanai Deli Ali yeah. as well. He, he, is, he, he is a good shot stopper. Yeah. Um, my what man of the match. Thoughts, Stephen. Sorry. Oh, go yeah. on, Matt. Your man of the match. And no, Steven, no, I was going to say, my, my man of the match for, for the game was Seamus Coleman. I thought Seamus Coleman played really well. Um, he, also, he managed to keep that. Yeah. Luca Dean, I mean, that cross for the assist for Cavalu, and that was a beautiful cross. I mean, you couldn't yeah. have. Cavalu couldn't have asked for a better cross there. It was no, I, again. I know I sound like a, bro- a broken record at this point, but why haven't a top team come in for him? I don't understand how you know someone like a Man United or a City aren't coming in for him, or even a PSG or something like that. He is a top. I think he's not top ten, but I think maybe top twenty left backs in the world. Yeah, yeah, and no, I think that's a fair point. I, I also I thought Chelsea were going to move on from Chilwell to uh, Lucas Digne, to be honest, because um, I thought he was the cheaper option. And I honestly don't think there's much in those two between those two for quality. I think he's. I think it's good though he's staying at Everton because he can build and build and build. And I think he. I mean, if you're a player and you got the choice to work under um, Ollie or Carlo Ancelotti, I mean, I think part of it is Ancelotti's at Everton right now, and that's a big drawing factor for a lot of the players. I mean, to I, stay. Mean, I mean, yeah, you'd hope so. I mean, obviously, I, I, I still think if United came in for him, I mean, Mali talks at the end of the day, I still think he'd yeah. probably... But yeah, no, Ancelotti is a class manager. There's no two ways about it. And it's just bad seeing a bit Everton, to be honest, yeah. Um, if he can build Everton into a team that challenges top four, though, that might be the most impressive thing in his career. I, I don't... And I say that knowing his career. You know, yeah. he's taken a side that were fighting, that were kind of relegation battle at the start of last season because of the way they were playing. And if you yeah. can turn him into top four in just a couple of years, you know. And I mean, obviously, he, he he's had financial uh, back in this season because it's not it's not yeah. like about nowhere. They've got the core raid. They've got Allen, who's looking quite good. They've got James Rodriguez, obviously. So he started looking really good as a, the game went yeah. on. It is a um, team that's potentially top six. Oh yeah, I think on paper their team is better than Arsenal's. Well, I mean, it's Arsenal, if you take Aubameyang out, I think Everton seems better. I think Aubameyang is the big deciding factor. Yeah. I, I know there'll be, there'll be people who go, oh, that's rubbish. But, I mean, when you look at some of the names Everton have on their team, they really should be doing better than they have in the past few years. Like, Carlson is a, is a top player. You know, yeah. James Rodriguez was the number one sought-after player a few years ago. And, yeah, he failed to yeah. live up, but he's still a good player. I think the problem with Richarlison at the moment is just consistency. Um, yeah, he, he, he can be quite hot and cold. So if he manages to keep form, then mm-hmm. yeah, he, he can be a top player. You what think, are your Steve? thoughts on Spurs, Stephen? Oh, I was just going to make a quick point about Everton. Is the thing with Everton is they've always sort of been like the gatekeeper team of the Premier League. It's like they never really beat the top teams, but they always seem to beat the bottom teams. It's sort of like if you beat Everton, that then you're a good team. If you lose to them, that means you're not. And mm-hmm. I think hopefully Ancelotti will kind of take this reputation and said make them into a actually good team who people fear because at the moment like previously they've really just been sort of like the gatekeepers between the top and the bottom half of the table so hopefully Angelotti can actually build on that and actually make them not this gatekeeper team anymore and actually a team that can go on and push and be with the big guys not just directly under them um, thoughts on Spurs yeah um, um, yeah I just think they just didn't seem to have any urgency I don't know it just seemed to be lethargic not really playing with any enthusiasm 
I mean, it was Mourinho literally like his substitutes. He just like slapped players on randomly. It was, it was almost like he was just like, oh, just put this guy on. Hopefully they do something. It didn't. Yeah. Didn't have a plan. They were just like. I don't think Mourinho was. Uh, Mourinho definitely was not happy after the game with the way his players played. Yeah. I do think Matt Doherty had a decent start. I think he looked. He looked pretty good. Um, he looked at, good. at points. I think yeah, with Tottenham it's weird right now. They're just like you say, they just don't have a sense of urgency. It's almost like they're treading water. A lot of them. If I um, if I could make a point on Doherty quick, my only um observation from the game, especially in the first half, was we all know. Okay, Doherty is a wing back. He is a right wing back. He plays very high up the pitch, and I think potentially there is error there because he's playing so high, and if he's too high up the pitch, there could be a gap in that sort of back four um, which yeah. could potentially cause a bit of a problem well we saw that at the start, towards the start of the game when um, there was the Carlson ran onto the loose ball yes um, and should have scored. he should have yeah. scored but you saw how far up the pitch Doherty was compared to where yeah, the was, play was yeah no he was nowhere to be seen and so. that's the thing if, if he was closer to it that would have put more pressure on Carlson. Yeah. and like I say he should have scored he's fallen over which is why he's missed but mm. you know he's taken the he's beat uh Toby Ardavira to the ball. He's taken it past Hugo Lloris. Yeah. And that's, that. like you say, when you're talking about that is uh, prone to errors yeah. with how far up the pitch start is going to be. That's the kind of thing we might see a bit more of. Yeah. And um, I, I don't think Mourinho's, I mean, the thing is, Doherty's a good signing, but I don't think Mourinho's ever played kind of a back five, back three, has he? No. So, um, no. So potentially that could be an error, but I still think Doherty's a good signing, but it's just, is he a right back? Is he a right wing back? Because there is a yeah. bit of a difference in each role. Yeah, I think, like I say, um, Spurs, it's, it's the first week. They lost one L to a good side, Everton, who have something to prove right now. Yeah. You know, they could, they could then go on and win the next 10 games and this, like, we'll change our tune. But looking at this first game, knowing where Spurs were last year, I do think they've got a battle on their hands to try and, keep up with the other teams yeah like I said like I said that Everton have historically been this gatekeeper team would you now argue maybe are Tottenham becoming the gatekeeper team now are they taking it's over still, it's still early days I know it's very like, early but um, what I mean is like, even just like Tottenham were a top four like top three team who went to the Champions League final just two years ago two seasons ago um, then they had a really poor season last year for a bit but they still finished sixth in the end yeah. so they so what I mean is like Going from third to sixth is bad, but considering where they were when Mourinho came in, I'd say yeah. take that as a win. Um, so Tottenham are still a top; they're still a Europe European football team. Mm. At least they, at least they will be right now. It's just whether they can keep up because, like I say, Wolves have invested, Arsenal have invested, um, Everton have invested. You know, they're the teams that now Tottenham have got to be looking to as competition because I think there's like. There's a gap between the teams that are the top four and a gap between the teams that are the rest of the top half of the table. Do you think... think um, yeah. Uh, no, I, I was just looking at the performance of Kane. Do you think Kane's not at his best at the moment? <sighs> no, I don't, think he ha- I don't think he's been at his best for a while now. Injuries have yeah. really hampered him. You know, at one point, Kane was one of the best strikers in the world. Now he's not. You know, he yeah. just isn't. You know, um, which is disappointing, but hopefully he can bounce back. Because I do want Tottenham to do well because I enjoy competition. Mm. Um, I think Deli Ali needs to step up a bit. I think, yeah, Tottenham as a whole just need to get their act together and just push forward. 
Yeah, but Daniel is a weird one. Like, I feel like he peaked at like a couple of years ago, and then ever since he's just sort of been anonymous almost. The joke is, he's what? He's still 22, 23 or something. He's still very young. Mm. Him and Marcus Rashford and Ryan Sterling, for instance, are like they all broke onto the scene as like 16, 17-year-olds. So it feels like they've been here for ages, but really, you know, they're all still very young players. Like Rashford's, what, 22 or something? Yeah. You know, Sounds he's... Like... And it's just ridiculous. So hopefully Deli Ali can bounce back. He started to look really good when Mourinho came in. He had a couple of great games. And then he's kind of disappeared again. I think, like I say, when we talked about Arsenal and consistency... Um, and Carlson and consistency. I think the same applies to Deli Ali. He can either be amazing or a spectator on the pitch. And, and I suppose at the moment, from Ali's perspective, it ain't going to get better. He got subbed off at half time yesterday, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's 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 not going to be good for his morale. <laughs> and I mean, obviously in that in the Spurs documentary, like there's sort of a storyline that Deli was kind of like lazy. Do you think maybe that's it? Like, do you think he's just lazy? Yeah, he, he is. Really he is. He, I don't think he doesn't really care. I think he is a bit lazy, though. I think Mourinho is probably one of the better managers to try and get Dele Alli out of that funk. I think there's only... I think, like, Klopp or Guardiola are the only two managers in the league who could probably do more than Mourinho to get a lazy player to start playing. Yeah. Um, so, like but I said, I also, what Mourinho does. I, I also think, though, um, that Tottenham team, players like Ali. They're not going to appreciate Mourinho's style. Say if Mourinho does his old antics and he's talking mm. about his players and slagging them off to the press. Um, if if then he, say, he said them. after the post-match interview, he wasn't happy with any of his players. So that's a good start. I can't wait for him yeah. to start singling out players and start lambasting them to the media. This is the thing um, with Mourinho, though. Yeah, it could go horribly wrong. He could start talking to the media. Um, the modern-day footballer, <laughs> they, they haven't got the fight. If they if they don't like the manager, they'll turn on the manager, and then it's yeah. the manager who obviously ends up getting sacked. Well, they turned um, on Poch, and that's why he was gone. Yeah, so it'll be interesting, put it that way. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to move on to our final game uh, that we're going to discuss from the first week of fixtures, and that is the game of the week, um, sadly. Um, because it involves Liverpool, which means that will be happy. Uh, but yeah, Liverpool... I'm not happy with this being game of the week, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so Liverpool versus Leeds was a bit eventful. It ended up 4-3 to Liverpool. Uh, but I'd say the main the main thing from the uh, the game was that both defences were a bit shoddy, weren't they, Anthony? Take us yes. away. Yes, they were. They were both shoddy. Very disappointing stuff from Liverpool with defensive work. I think, like I said, Gomez and Trent haven't had much of a preseason, and like with being off, and then they're wearing international duty, so they're being a bit ma- rusty. You're already making excuses. Not making excuses, just <laughs> analysing. Um, then being a bit being a bit rusty in a week. Fair enough. Van Dijk, I think, is just getting a bit arrogant. We've seen it recently where he just he got this kind of like casual like thing about him, like a, oh, I like he. He's looked at himself, seen how good he's been. He went, you know, I don't have to try anymore. I'm that good. And it's, he's been caught out. So hopefully that is a wake-up call. We saw it when Alisson first came to Liverpool. We made a couple of really silly mistakes in games. And then he didn't make any for ages. So hopefully Van Dijk now has seen that and went, right, what the f- am I doing? And he's a bit better. Robertson was pretty solid, to be honest, though, in the defence. Um, Alisson should be doing better but to be honest all three of our league's goals were pretty good goals not much could be done yeah the Harrison goal was a, was a very nice goal wasn't it yeah their their first and third goal especially were very nice goals um, mm. 
I think Leeds looked very strong. I, I mean, their defence is still quite new. A lot of them haven't played together that long. So hopefully, like, during the season, that will sort itself out. But Leeds in the midfields and attack and the way they pressed. Because everyone always talks about the way Liverpool press opponents. They press, they're constantly running, constantly chasing. Leeds did the exact same thing to us this time. And you could see the fact that Liverpool couldn't play the usual game. Liverpool usually like to control the ball, control their tempo, take their time. Leeds did not allow them to do this. And it showed. I think... So, sorry. Do, you think, do you think Leeds is the benchmark of what other teams should be doing against Liverpool for the rest of the season? I think teams should look at that and go, okay, so that's how you do it. Kind of like when Man City were going on their tear of 100 points, they kept, lose, they kept losing to Liverpool. Um, and it was because Liverpool were going at them. They weren't allowing Man City to have the ball because that's when Man City won. A lot of teams thought if you sit back and defend, they can't get through. But mm. Liverpool would like run at them, put pressure on them, they make mistakes. There's urgency. And that's, that's how we exactly, started Man City. So going, but that's exactly what Barnsley did to us on our final game. Because Brentford, we're exactly the same as City. We like to pass out the back, slow tempo, control the game. And Barnsley, they just kept running at us. They kept pressing us high. And they were forcing us to make stupid mistakes. And yeah. it's how you do it against teams that like to play the ball. Yeah. And um, I do think Liverpool, I think Mane was unlucky. I think he didn't have a bad game. But he was, he just was like, I feel like if he'd, he could have scored one of those goals, but it didn't happen. Van Dijk offensively looked pretty good. You know, he got a goal in the first game of the season like he did last year. Keita looked a bit, uh, looked solid, maybe a bit quiet in some fronts, but he was, he was good bringing the ball forward. Don't get some of Klopp's tactical changes. I thought they should have brought, taken Firmino off about after the 70th minute mark. I think Firmino, Firmino's an odd one because when he's on the ball dribbling, he looks so confident, so good. But his finishing has been awful for the longest of times now. He's looking, his, his finishing is so frustrating right now because he is a good player. But if he's not able to score, he can't really be in the front three. Um, I think Wijnaldum is mentally in Barcelona. Yeah. Which really annoyed me this game because um, we're still paying his salary. So I, I don't know if he will leave or not. Like I say, this, I'm, I'm fed up with that transfer saga, Thiago and Wijnaldum. I just want it to either happen or not. Just stop yeah. talking about it. Um, but Wijnaldum hasn't looked that great in a while. I honestly, um, I say Salah was a standout. Salah wanted that win. Everything he did was gold in that game, to be honest. Yeah, um, obviously the penalties, yeah, both both penalties. No two ways about it. Um, yeah. His, his, other, his other goal was a very good finish as well. So, oh, it was yeah. a very lovely finish. I do. I think of the two penalties, the first one had the most area of people might argue because it bounces off his knee, but his arm's out, you know, out from his body. You don't yeah, do I that. Mean, for, for me, for me, it's a penalty. If, if you're going by yeah. the, the, the new rules they placed in next last year. And the, the third one to me was a stone wall as well. Rodrigo sticks his foot out. Like it's careless. Oh, careless. Every, no one argues. It's, it's about a striker's that. challenge. It's a striker's challenge for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and, it, yeah and if you're a Leeds fan, you might be a bit disappointed about not getting the res- getting a result from that game. But I look at it as a look at the way we're playing. If we play like that against other teams that aren't Liverpool, we should be picking up points. Yeah, for me, uh, the standout in that team was actually uh, Calvin Phillips. I thought oh, he, he was he was really he was good brilliant. He was just control control first yeah. goal. Do you know what? It's the same old story. I thought when he played for England, he was absolutely crap. But um, I don't think anybody actually plays well for England, so I'm going to let him off. But yeah, I thought he played very well in that game. I thought he played really well. He was that just controlling everything from, the, from deep. 
yeah, short, long, everything. That assist he did to Harrison was lovely. Um, so you, you said, and obviously, if Leeds play like that against other teams, they will pick points up. What about if Liverpool play like that against other teams? What's going to happen See, to them? Here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? It's the first game of the season, so I'm not going to panic too much. Liverpool do need to wake up. They do need to start playing properly. I, I think the biggest thing Liverpool are missing right now is the fans. I think that's the thing that we've noticed Liverpool are missing. The Anfield, when you've got 50,000 fans chanting, like, unless, like, like, everyone thinks their fans are the best fans, but we've seen it on European nights when other teams have come to Anfield. Like, Liverpool fans are like, the, like there's an extra man in, on the pitch for Liverpool when they're at Anfield because of how much the fans get involved. But I do think. Without those fans, Liverpool are getting a bit complacent, a bit lazy, and it's costing them silly goals. And like I say, it's it's a different season because of how little preseason we've had. And I do want to see Liverpool improve defensively. I'm not too worried about some of the teams, but against the top teams, if we continue to play at that, we will struggle against the, the our comp, our, uh, people we're competing with for uh, first place. But I will see once again. I want to pose a question to you then, Anthony. Now that Liverpool have won the Champions League and they've won the Premier League finally, would you say it would be an absolute disaster if they don't win the league again this year? It's not a disaster. I want them to win it. I think they're good enough to win it. Just because they're not playing well right now doesn't mean that Liverpool team, when they are playing consistently and they're playing well, is the best team in the league, right? Liverpool, when they're defensively locked down, when their front three are flying, beat Man City, they beat United, and I'm sorry, Matt, but they beat Chelsea. Um, I think we've seen it over the last few years, that Liverpool team, when they are good, are good. I'm not disappointed if we, if we fail to win the league, but we've played well, that just means there's someone else who play better. If we play like this and fail to win the league, I'll be annoyed. Um, I want us to try, I think we're a team that should be competing for as many trophies as we can. I don't see why Liverpool should go, oh, because we won the Champions League in the league, let's just sit back. They should go, okay, now let's win them both. Nah, of course, I think, yeah, yeah, of course. You always, you always want an improving mentality. Um, I do think with Liverpool, the pro- problem is, like I say, it's one game. Leeds were, I think a lot of people were surprised by how well Leeds played. A lot of people thought Leeds would be a, a team that no one really knew what to expect because, yeah, they're a championship, but they they everyone know they would everyone expect them to be a team that were safe this season. Yeah. I think uh, Leeds yeah. in the championship last season, out of all the teams I saw play us, I think Leeds were the only team that actually outplayed us football wise, just in terms of talent. Yeah. I think they were yeah. brilliant every yeah. time they played us. And uh, to be honest, at the moment, I could see Leeds in the Premier League, they'll beat the likes oh, of yeah. Fulham, they'll beat the likes of West Brom again, they'll beat the likes of Palace, Aston Villa. Um, so I, I think they're um, 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 I'm saying now. Like I said, Leeds to me, I have them, and when we did our predictions, I have them finishing 13th. I wouldn't be surprised if Leeds managed, could finish uh, above 10th. I think 9th or 8th maybe is the highest, but Ooh. I wouldn't be shot. Well, I mean, to me, Leeds th- put 13th because I think that is right. where they'll finish. But if they finish 9th, I wouldn't go, oh, wow, I didn't see that coming. So if they're finishing the the 10th, I think Southampton and Sheffield were two teams that I'm not... Well, I mean, we haven't seen Sheffield play yet, fairly enough. But yep. I do think Leeds, they just look so hungry for it. They're like, let's go. They're like... I suppose... This, yeah. yeah. The Southampton result was pretty surprising this week as well, to be fair. Well, yeah, we all got it wrong. 
with Liverpool, I think they need some fresh blood in. And it's not because I just want players signed. It's because I think a lot of those players you are getting think, placed yeah, in. Yeah, this, you always think that healthy competition. I, I, yeah, I think for me, not is the Liverpool bench as strong as, say, the City bench is going to be? No, it, it, no, but it never has been. Um, yeah. So no, it never has been. That, this is going to be quite a long season. Um, I maybe do think we need that squad depth. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, they do, and it's infuriating because the oh, it always annoys me because they use the same argument for why we don't need sign players because oh, Curtis Jones has improved, so he's like a new signing. Oh, um. This play, Brewster was out on loan and was injured before that, so he's like a new sign. He's like, no, they're, they're not. They're now trying to sell. <laughs> they're, they're not new sight. You know, me like Gurich was out on loan. Harry Wilson. They're not. They're not good enough. We Already. were going to sell them before this. Well, <laughs> that's what that's what I was going to make. Firmino knows no matter how badly he plays, he hasn't got. Competition. He's never going to lose his. He's never going to lose his place to Arrigi yeah. and Brewster right now. Yeah, yeah. No, that is. Why? Whereas if we had got Timo Werner, yeah. <laughs> if we if we got Timo Werner. For me, it's got okay. Now I need to have to actually score. If Mane and Salah, quality, I mean, they can put Jesus in. If Rashford plays, yeah. they can put Martial or Greenwood. Yeah, that's the point. Well, I mean, I mean, Salah can play up front. He's played striker for us before, so sometimes yeah. we kind of switch the kind of the formation. Yeah. I do think we have some good. I do think Minamino is going to be an important player this year. I think he's looked yeah. very good in preseason and the Community Shield. I think yeah. I don't get why he didn't bring Minamino on for Firmino when it was three yeah. three. I mean, also, yeah, you know, okay, he talks so about Van Dyke being arrogant. I mean, he's not going to lose his place, is he? So he knows he's safe. Yeah. So. Yeah. Trent, yeah, Trent but Marcus I think. Safe. I think. I think Van Dyke, unlike for me, you know, to me, Van Dyke will kind of go, okay, right, no, because he kind of he hates making mistakes. He hates letting, uh, like, no longer having a clean yeah. sheet. He hates it. Same with Allison. So I think that should be enough incentive mm. for those two to kind of get their act together. Yeah. Robertson looked dead. Look. Good. He looks fine. He's looked pretty good since that Man City defeat. Um, I think Trent. For me, it's mainly Rust. He's you know he's not really been back with the team long. I, I worry about Trent if he's still playing like this in about in a few games time. But also, I know this if this team deserves to be given some leeway with the fact that you know they had an incredible season last year. It's tough that they're expected to maintain that level of consistency. They're allowed to play badly, but they yeah. still win. Even last year when they played poorly against teams, they still won, and they still won this weekend, even though they didn't play well. So uh, yeah, um, just just kind of wrap, rounding that up. So uh, um, I mean, from my view, then in that case, um, if Liverpool go on and they don't do as well as they did last season, um, I think yeah, one of the main factors that we're going to put that down to is the fact that they haven't been as involved in the transfer market, trying to make squad depth. The players are getting complacent. Uh, the thing that epitomises this is the fact that they. We're in for Werner. They didn't get Werner in the end, which now leads to Firmino hasn't got the competition. Yeah. Whereas I've actually Chelsea, heard an update in that story with, yeah. with regards to Werner. Apparently, Klopp asked Werner to wait a couple of weeks while he got the funds together. So they were okay. putting the funds in. But then Timo Werner chose to sign with Chelsea instead. Interesting. So, um, and it's the thing that with Chelsea at the moment, we, for a couple of seasons, we haven't had squad, squad depth. And once all our players are fully fit, Hopefully that gives us a bit more options. Because um, we almost have too much depth now. Arguably, um, it, it, it depends if you, you think the players are good enough. Because who's going to be on the bench? Yeah. You've got lots of Barkley, Loftus Cheek, um, who have. I'm not going to lie. They, I don't think either of those two players even walk into like, Everton starting game. lineup or. Nah, you know, I, I think yeah. they're cup game players. Um, Loftus Cheek and Barkley at the moment. Like I said, I we don't have as much well. money as Chelsea or City, right? We don't. I, I, I'm, we have money. We're not spending it for 
despite the fact we need to if we want to stay competing. I do yeah. think if Liverpool have a disappointing season by their standards now, yeah. we will see investment next summer. Like, if Liverpool fail to win the league and they play badly, right, for most of the season, yeah. Klopp will basically go to the owners and the board, right, okay, we need new players now. Because they need to rebuild. They have to. And it's, it's frustrating because everyone can see it and Liverpool aren't doing it. They're stubborn to a fault. They might still, if they make signings in the next few weeks, which they still could do, the, prim- the transfer window's not over yet, you know, but be sending a different tune. I do think Liverpool have good enough depth in certain positions. I think Fabinho not starting against Leeds was a mistake because Fabinho just provides that bit of extra support to the defence. Yeah, it was a weird one, actually. Um, well, to me, I wouldn't have started Wijnaldum. No, That's if, when if I would- you... Well, absolutely. If you know a player's had his head, head turned um, and you've got Fabinho there, sitting there like, uh, excuse well, me. Like, I, I, I think that's like almost disrespectful to Leeds that they did that. It was almost underestimating them and being disrespectful. I think or, the reason Klopp did it was because he knew he wanted to have players that could bring the ball forward and that is Keita and Henderson. But to me, Wijnaldum either doesn't show up on the pitch at all right now or he's shown up for the wrong reasons. So I honestly don't... It's the same way with, honestly, I... Probably if for games that aren't as important, uh, I say that like not disrespectful, but to teams that we should be comfortably, I honestly say you start taking Firmino out as well. Show him that you need to actually start earning your place. Yeah, of course. You, you always need to do that to players. Um, yeah, I, I do so. think one thing with Liverpool that is proven, unlike with Chelsea and their new signings or even City after last season, is consistency. Like I say, they might not play well, but they still get the wins. Mm. Um, and I do think when it gets to those tough fixtures in Christmas, it's, I'd still back this Liverpool team to get more results than some of their rivals because of the fact that they've done it two years in a row when everyone's went, oh, they're going to slip up. They're going to slip up. And they didn't at Christmas. You know. Yeah. Um, I think this game proves that Liverpool look more mortal this season. Well, they're going to look more yes. mortal this season, I think. Yeah, but, but I also think... unbeatable team, but these unbeatable David and Goliath sort of team. I, I do think though, Graham Sooner said something after the game and he said that Leeds might have, he thinks Leeds have given Liverpool a blessing because it's a wake-up call. Like the fact they nearly lost or nearly, they never actually were losing in that game. It was always, they were ahead and then drawing, then ahead. Was, and yeah, catch. Yeah. Um, um, that made them wake up, smell the coffee, whatever. And Liverpool should hopefully start switching on. And Sooner did say he thinks that actually this is going to be a blessing for Liverpool now. Because they all seen that and went, okay, get our act together. We've got Chelsea next week. We have Arsenal the week after that. You know, we have, we've got teams we should be competing with. We should be beating. We know we can beat them. There's other teams that we should win comfortably. We need to start acting like that. Stop being lazy. Stop being inconsistent. Get your act together. And on that note, I look forward to your predictions uh, for the next Liverpool game that's coming up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and let's move on to that now then, shall we? Um, we'll move on to the final bit. And that's going to be our upcoming fixtures for this week and what we're predicting each score to be. So obviously, like we said, tonight we've got Sheffield versus Wolves. We've got Chelsea versus Brighton. We've already done the predictions for them. Um, so we shall start with Everton versus West Brom. Anthony. 2-0 Everton. I think this is pretty stonewall. I don't think... West Brom are good enough, and I think Everton will continue their good run of form. Stephen? Um, yeah, I'm going to 
I'm going to believe in Everton. I'm going to say 4 0. Why not? Go for it. 4 0, Everton. Okay. I can't remember the last time Everton had a result like that, actually. Yeah. I mean, they were confident uh, they beat a decent team in Spurs. Why not? Yeah. West okay. crap. That's true. If there's ever um, a game, it should be this one. Yeah, it's true. Um, okay, so obviously West Brom got done three 0 by Leicester. Um, not the worst thing in the world. Leicester had. I mean, two penalties. So. Yeah, um, I I think West Brom still they're quite a physical little team. Um, Everton's defence is the thing that still worries me, especially the back pairing. Um, but I, I think Everton will win this. But I I'm going to go two one to Everton. Two mm-hmm. one to Everton. Um, Leeds versus Fulham, both. Two newly promoted teams coming at each other, Stephen. Um, I think they're going to concede three again, but I think they will get one goal. So I'm going to say three-one. Fair enough. I'm going to go for two-nil. Two-nil to Leeds. I'm going to go with two-one. Like you say, I think Leeds will win, but I do think um, Leeds' defence still needs a bit of work. So yeah, two-one. Okay. Fair enough. Okay, so we've all got the same team winning so far. Uh, move on to one team that hasn't played yet and one team who started off pretty well. Um, Man United versus Crystal Palace. Um, Palace, yeah, they, they, that was a pretty good result for them, wasn't it? First game. Nice goal from Zaha. Um, and it's looking like they're getting a nice little team together, to be fair to them. So what do we reckon? Why don't you start hey. that? Okay. Um, I might have just picked up Palace a little bit, which I don't ever plan on doing because I'm not a big fan of Palace. <laughs> Um, and I, I, I don't Never think they're going to win. I, <laughs> I don't think Palace are going to win this game, even though they're a good start. So I'm going to go Man United to beat Palace three-one. Three-one. I'm also going to say United to win, but I'm only going to say one-nil. Let play. I'm going to say exactly same as you, Matt. United to win three-one. I think three-one. they'll continue on the good run of form from the yeah. end of last season. But the defence still isn't quite consistent enough. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Arsenal versus West Ham. Um, again, if, if you could choose Arsenal to play two teams at the moment to start with, then yeah. It's, it's, oh, it's they've been given a brilliant West Ham. Yeah, <laughs> Fair play games. to them. It, it might go a bit wrong now. But um, yeah, I'm going to go 4 nil to Arsenal. 4 nil Arsenal. I'm going to throw a bit of a curveball here. I don't think West Ham are going to win, but I'm going to say one all. <laughs> okay. To be honest, it'd be the most Arsenal thing, wouldn't it? Impressive. Yeah. You know, I'm just thinking it would be the most Arsenal thing if they don't <laughs> beat West Ham. So one all. Yeah. I'm just thinking back yeah. to the fact they beat Liverpool, City, and City, and then lost to Villa at the end of last <laughs> season. So, you know, yeah. let's be real. Um, oh, God, yeah. I forgot it's Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel I'm like Arsenal go... do this and then the form. I'm going to go 2 1 to Arsenal. I think they'll win, but I don't think they're going to look as strong as they did against Fulham. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, another interesting game. Um, both teams who lost in their first game. And we predicted both teams to win their first game yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so, no, I, 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 I no, you predicted there. a draw yeah. for Spurs Everton, sorry, yeah. yeah. But we predict, we, neither of these teams played the way we predicted them to. Yeah, um, so Southampton versus Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, this is this could be quite interesting. Southampton at home. Stephen? Mm. Judging by both teams failing to score in their opening match, I'm going to say it's going to be a nil-nil. I think that's pretty fair. <laughs> and... I, this is a difficult one for me because Southampton played well at the end of last year. 
I think they could win, but also Spurs played well at the end of last year. But, you know, and I think that Mourinho will want to bounce back from that. I'm going to go 1-0 to Spurs, which I believe was my prediction for Spurs last week as well. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah fair. Um, yeah, but this is the thing. It's a Mourinho team. They're never going to score loads of goals. Um, you said I, that. I, they're going to win 4-0 now. I can't, yeah. <laughs> I can't see Southampton winning this game, but I, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say one all. Uh, just, just on the way Spurs played and the fact that Southampton are at home. Yeah, I'm going to go one all. But it could be. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Spurs did win one nil. To be fair, it depends. It depends. This, this I think will showcase what kind of start Southampton are up for anyway. Um, kind of going forward. But yeah. Um, Newcastle versus Brighton. Obviously, you haven't seen Brighton play yet. They'll be on tonight where they'll probably lose, <laughs> hopefully. And Newcastle started off well. Yeah, they did. Cal Mawson, pretty good start for him. Um, I'm going to go with 2-0 to Newcastle. 2-0 to Newcastle. Interesting. Stephen? I'm going to say 1-0 to Brighton. Right, so we've got Newcastle. So that's gone Newcastle. Stephen's gone Brighton. I'm going to go for the draw. I'm going to go two all. Boo! Sitting on the fence. I'm <laughs> still sitting on the fence. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why, but yeah. I'm a bit offended by the sitting on the fence comment. I think it's quite nice. We've all got a different result for once. <laughs> and... Another game where we might all have different results is uh, Chelsea versus Liverpool. The big game for this week. Stephen, you go first. Then we'll move on to the Matt versus Ant. Uh, get ready, Anthony. I'm going to no, say I know what you're one, say. one nil to Chelsea. One nil to Chelsea. Interesting. On that note, Ant, what do you think? It's diff- So the reason this is a difficult answer isn't because I'm being biased to Liverpool. It's because I haven't seen Chelsea play yet. Um, You know... I, I think this, this Chelsea this season is going to be a story of brilliant going forward, horrible at the back. Um, I'm going too well. I think both sides defensively aren't the best right now. So, yeah, too well. Uh, do you know what? Um, I, I agree with you in the fact I think there's going to be goals. Do it. I know you want to, Matt. Just do it. I'm going to go 3-2 to Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go 3-2 Chelsea. I'm going to bat my side. I know, I know you. I know you would. I know you would. Um, like I said, we I've beat you at the bridge. Up. We beat you at the bridge last year, two one. You know, um, I always, I always remember that game last year at the bridge. Chelsea, obviously, you beat us two one, but that was the first game where I watched Chelsea. And after the game, uh, full time came. Obviously, Liverpool won, but Chelsea fans were amazing that game because they, yeah. at the end, they were round, like the round of applause. The the the, the thing, the Chelsea, thing is, because they played, I, they played well. That's the yeah. thing. The end of and last think, season, yeah. Chelsea were once again playing well. Liverpool had already won the league. They yeah. weren't playing brilliantly. We know this. And mm. you, I'm pretty sure both of you were going, Chelsea are going to win, Chelsea are going to win. We yeah. beat you, what was it, 2-0, quite comfortably or something. Yeah. Um, so what I mean is Liverpool, even when they're playing badly, they tend to be a different side when it comes to the likes of yeah. Chelsea and United and City. They tend to... Yeah. That, I don't think complacency is going to be the, a bigger issue, as big an issue in this game because they won't want to yeah. look weak to Chelsea right now yeah. um, but once again I'm I'm I'm, I'm imagining Foreigner is going to probably get a goal 
we could see because this could be a really surprising one. Like I say I've went to all you both went with Chelsea wins, but this could still easily be a Liverpool win. It could still easily be a Chelsea clean yeah. win. Like yeah. this game, this game could go either way, and that's what makes it going to be an interesting game to watch. I think I predicted mean, Chelsea to finish above Liverpool, so they've got to be winning these sort of games. So. Yeah, of course. It's right. It's right tonight. If we don't beat Brighton, then it's not right. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and that throws this prediction into the into the mud. Uh, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm going to be optimistic. So yeah, that by our account could be a very nice game. Um, yeah. Now moving on to games that might not be as nice. It's Leicester versus Burnley. Oh, <laughs> and oh, fuck. Um, I don't really know what to expect from Burnley. That's the problem. Yeah, it's the other thing. Don't know. I'm going to go one all. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to go... I think it would be different if Burnley were at home. But I'm going to go Leicester to win 1-0. The thing is, though, with this home and away thing, with it being the lockdown and no fans, the home and away thing isn't as big a step. No. Because I, 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 I just think the, it's psychological. The tra- no, but the travel is psychological, yeah. But the psychological is mainly she had 40,000 or 30,000 <laughs> or 60,000 fans booing you every move and chanting for the people you're up you're against or if you're the home team pushing you forward giving you momentum and they're not that's not there and you we've seen it with teams right now that are losing games they shouldn't be losing at home okay. because there's no fans okay. I'm still well, going to I'm, I'm going to say the home away thing won't matter I'm going to say Burnley are going to win 1-0 they're all faithful so none of us predict this to be a high scoring game nah it won't be no. a high scoring game um and we've Phil all got different results again. Yep. Yeah. You said it. Villa versus Sheffield. Again, it's a bit hard. We haven't seen Villa or Sheffield play yet. Stephen. Yeah. I think now they've got Ollie Watkins. They're going to start scoring some goals. He's an absolutely quality player. Oh, and you're going to start liking hard. Villa now, aren't you? Oh, no. <laughs> I, I still hate Villa, but I mean, Villa basically. If, if you guys, do you understand why I don't like Villa? Like, I, I know it's a, kind of a meme, but do you actually understand why I don't like them? I don't think uh, you've ever explained it. Remind me. Basically, is because they steal all of Brentford's players and managers. They stole uh, uh, our manager. I forgot what his name is now, actually. Mark Dean or something or something, Dean. <laughs> you, you can't, you can't be that calf about it then. Dean they Smith. stole Potter. They stole Conser. They stole Scott Hogan. They stole Ollie Watkins. So, yeah. But, I, but yeah, I'm going to say Sheffield. That's a weird connection. You're, you're, you're Phyllis Southampton. To Liverpool. Liverpool. To Liverpool, yeah. Fair play. Yeah. It's, it's we, a haven't weird one. we haven't seen a Southampton player in a while, actually. Yeah. It's a weird connection, yeah, but I don't understand that, right? <laughs> so, you, what are you, you going for? Sorry, Steve. You moved that cow dry, Anthony. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say 2 1 to Sheffield. Watkins um, to get a debut And I'm going exactly the same. I'm going 2 1 to Sheffield as well. These two teams play each other uh, last year. Last year, we all predicted Sheffield to win, and they didn't. It was a draw, although Sheffield should have won. Um, I'm going to go for... I'm going to go for 2-0 at Sheffield. So, we'll go Sheffield to win. So, you just went, oh, well, we, we predicted them to win last year, but they didn't. I'm going to go for them to win again. Okay, fair play. Well, yeah, but they should have won. That was, they <laughs> yeah, should have yeah. won. You remember? Okay. You remember the dis- okay. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, last game, then. And it's another... Tasty one. Yeah. Wolverhampton Wanderers versus Manchester City. Stephen. Well, I've got them top, so I've got to predict to win, haven't I? So I'm going to say 2 0. They don't have to win every game just because they're going to win the league. No, I think they've got to beat Wolves, though. 
They can afford to slip mm. up against top four, but they've got to be Wolves. So I'm going to say 2 0. Cool. And, um, now, see, if I'm going off last year, Wolves beat them twice. <laughs> so, um, nah, this is Man City's first game of the season. They normally start off the seat, their first game with a big win. But, oh, God. I'm going to go 2-1 to City, but I'm not fully confident on that. Okay. In that note... Afraid and upset. In that note, on that note, um, I suppose I'll be the bold one, shall I? <laughs> no, you're not going to do 5-0 to Man City. <laughs> no, yeah. no, I'm not going to go for Wolves to win. Uh, I'm going to go oh, for okay. a draw. So, sorry. <laughs> I've got you all real. I got you all revved up there, didn't I? Wolves versus Man City. I'm going for one-one. The thing is, with Wolves, they can't. They, we've seen them beat this City team. We've seen them beat them twice. You know, Adam Traore loves to come up against this defense. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if Wolves win, to be honest. But I, also, I still think Man City are the favourites. But yeah, Man City can't afford to assume they're going to win this game. No, if no, Leon can beat them. Good. Wolves can beat them. Yeah. So yeah, one-all. Well, um, so yeah also it'll be interesting what Wolves are going to do for their right wing back spot now obviously with Doherty gone and they're not getting make the Niles by the looks of it anymore so yeah could, could be mm-hmm. interesting also I just don't Aston Villa and manager former Brentford manager is Dean Smith I was saying Mike Dean that's the, obviously the referee isn't it I'm a bit of a knob yeah no no it's okay no anyways <laughs> and on that note we shall end the episode um, so hopefully my predictions get better than last season it's still Fairly tight. <laughs> yeah, so far. Um, so, yeah. All I need is a couple correct scores. See how Chelsea play tonight. See how Chelsea I play predict, tonight. I predict Chelsea to win. I still, I still think they'll win. Um, I just think Chelsea-Liverpool will be an interesting one because, like I say, both teams can win that one, so it's going to be a good match, I think. Um, yeah, we'll have to see. But that's probably going to be game of the week next week. I'm going to say Pulisic and Werner both to score tonight. That's, that's my little uh, insight. Isn't Pulisic injured? No, nah, no, nah, he's available, Pulisic. Oh. Yeah. We have got a few injuries, fan- though. I can't wait till fans get back and start putting Werner off because of his eardrum. That is very harsh. But anyway, on that note... Oh, please, tell me, <laughs> please tell me you've read about the ear thing. I have not heard about the ear thing. Look it up, look it up. Apparently he's got a problem with one of his ears and it's one of the reasons why he didn't come to English football straight away. <laughs> Right, okay, I look forward to reading that up. Okay, um, I'm going to go do that now. So thank you for listening. I'm Matt Perry. Uh, joining me is Timo Verno, eardrum fanatic Anthony Milne and Stephen Hall. I like to know about ears. There's <laughs> each to their own. Uh, Stephen, thank you for joining us as well. Of course. I'm mean, uh, not as big of an ear fan, but I, I'd assume, but okay. Not really, no. Yeah, okay, cool. And that note, I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> see ya. See you later. <laughs> Goodbye.